Hello, this is Tim Rausenberger with BrassTenor.com. Today is Wednesday, November 8th, 2017. This is episode 140. Yelling is ineffective and a problem. Throughout the course of our lives, almost everyone has at least one person they look up to or consider to be a role model, an exemplary human being. The type of person where you learn right from wrong, the type of person who conducts himself or herself in a way that you want to emulate. Throughout the course of my life, I've had many such people. And as I think back to some of them, both living and deceased, one person that always comes to mind is my choral director from high school. This was someone who I had for four years. A man who was so incredibly gifted and had constant, unconditional admiration, care, and love for his students. And one of the things that made him great was he had his moments where he was just warm and fuzzy, very, very goofy, and sometimes a very warped sense of humor. But then there were those other times, and I would say that it was a combination of respect and fear because he didn't want to do something that was going to upset him. I really can't remember any time that I was ever yelled at by him. I do remember times when he was extremely firm with us. He certainly raised his voice and it wasn't often But when he did, it was effective. You could always hear a pin drop in the room. And you you just froze and just hung on and you were clinging to every word that he was saying. And I remember during my junior year, I had a class coming up very soon. I can't remember if it was my next class or it was later on in the day. What I did know was there was I, I didn't do my homework. And I decided, and I had never done this before, I decided to try to do my homework in his class. Now, you have to know he had said in the past never ever ever 
do any work from any other classes in my class. So I figure, no big deal. I'll just position myself behind the two people in front of me and he won't notice. About 20 minutes into the rehearsal, he was in, he wasn't in a, in a bad mood, but he was in a very serious mood. Uh, he was in a mode where you're locked in as a teacher, you're in the zone. And sometimes when you get into the zone, you don't see everything around you. You're focusing so much on whatever subject it is you're teaching. And he really hadn't looked at all in my direction, so I wasn't concerned. I could see that he was working with other sections. He wasn't working with my section much at the time. And I continued to work. So I remember looking down and I was doing my work and all of a sudden I just felt something that wasn't right. And nobody was touching me, but I just felt something wasn't right. And I looked up and he was standing right in front of me. And this is as some of the other singers were singing. He grabbed every single item that was on my lap very calmly walked to one of his doors to the outside he had two of them and took all of my belongings and launched them down the hallway and it was one of those situations where everybody's jaw just dropped. He came back into the room, he said absolutely nothing, and then he just said the rehearsal number of wherever he was. Nothing was ever said. More importantly, I didn't get the books until the class was over. They just remained out in the hallway. None of us did. We knew better. We knew that we were wrong. I knew that I was wrong. And for anybody else in the class that ever tried to do that, he made his point. He never raised his voice. He didn't give a detention. He didn't give a suspension. He certainly didn't yell. That moment has always been so impressionable on me. I remember it clear as a bell. Fast forward all these years that I've now been a teacher. And early in my career, that wasn't the case. There were a lot of times where I would yell at my students. It wasn't raising my voice, it was yelling. And you could hear anger and you could hear disappointment. I am quite confident there are some people who left my room fearing me. Fear is an interesting word because 
I've had a lot of conversations with teachers who adamantly feel that fear is not a bad thing. It's good to have a little bit of fear in your life. It's good to have some fear for those in power and those those who are authority figures. But there's a fine line when you're dealing with fear and anger. And I found over the course of my life that the two in conjunction do not work. I find them to be ineffective and I find them to be a problem. Let me start off by saying, if I ever reprimand a student, if I ever raise my voice, not yelling, just raising my voice, I always, at some point during the speech, whether it's in the middle, the beginning, the end, I will say to the student, and these words are important, I am not angry with you, I'm disappointed in you. That sentence is very, very powerful. Because there are a lot of students that get into their mindset that their teachers are their friends. We're not their friends. We're friendly people, but we're not their friends. But students are still trying to figure out how people react. And you might be significantly nicer than other people who are in their lives. Or you may not. Whatever the reason, it's very important to say that. I'm not angry at you, I'm very disappointed in you. Then they know they've done wrong. Then they know that by saying that phrase, there's a chance for forgiveness. And you don't have to say much more than that. You don't want to coddle, which is a major problem, just as as bad, if not worse, than yelling at a child, coddling is bad. Extremely, extremely ineffective. But when it comes to yelling, I can't think of many things that are worse. Yelling is short-term discipline. It's going to cause the guilty party to be quiet for the short term. If you yell and then follow it up with a detention, here's what you've essentially done. You've told the person that they're wrong. You've been nasty in the process of doing it. You may come off sounding like a complete and total jerk. There's a good chance that you had some rage and some major anger in the tone of your voice. And now on top of it, you're going to give them a punishment in which to just sit somewhere and be quiet. The same people that get those detentions are the same ones that get the detentions again, a week later. And then again, 
a week after that. And so the cycle continues. It's rare that one detention changes a child. And unfortunately, with some students, it's rare that one suspension will even change them. You must find more effective ways to reprimand, to discipline students than yelling. Being firm is great. Making sure they know that you care about them and you're not a bad person is even more essential. What I've done in recent years has been the following. Long-term discipline. Developing relationships within the school environment so students know that I do care, that I do have an interest in them, that I am interested in hearing their feelings, their side of the story. Because that's a big issue too. A lot of students never get to truly explain their situation. Because the discipline that occurs for them, often on the outside, is such that they are told what to do and and also told not to question anything. The other one other thing with yelling, I've seen teachers more times than I can count, hundreds if not thousands of times over the course of my career, start screaming and yelling at a group of students who are actually doing nothing wrong. They might just be laughing loudly. Or you may have entered a situation where you didn't see what led up to the students acting the way they were. I've even had situations where kids have gotten sick in a cafeteria. And instead of just taking a few seconds to evaluate the situation, the instant reaction by the supervising adult was to yell until they realized that somebody was sick and that's why the commotion occurred. Before you decide to yell, use the left brain, rationalize, think for a moment. Think about what you're going to say because your words can definitely have long-term consequences. I spent a vast majority of my career doing damage control with children who were crippled by the yelling of colleagues of mine and other teachers in my buildings. Major damage control. The type where students were so upset, distraught, fearful, angry. This is not the environment we want for our children. Sadly and unfortunately, there are a lot of people who are not trained and there are a lot of people who are not well equipped to be parents. They think they are, but they're really not. They may believe they're doing the best that they can, and they probably are doing the best they can. Unfortunately, 
their forms of discipline might be, for lack of a better word, irrational. Children have to deal with this every day. Why should they have to deal with it in the schools? Raising your voice, nothing wrong with that. Being firm, important and essential. Because in my classes, I'm viewed by some people as being strict. Strict, but also caring, fair, and understanding. But yelling? It doesn't work. Hopefully, you can implement some of these concepts into your daily interactions with children.